0: You're listening to the Bold Face Truth Podcast, episode 427. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at amygreensmith.com EP427. Check you out, listening to self-help pods and working on yourself. Fuck yeah. You know those situations where your boss asks you to take on yet another project at work, or your partner asks you, what's bothering you? And you respond with a bold-faced lie. What would shift for you if you actually started telling the bold-faced truth? Everything. Everything. Listen, if you struggle with people pleasing, perfectionism, believing in yourself, and could use a little help with boundaries or navigating tough conversations, you are in the right place. I am Amy Green-Smith. I'm a certified and credentialed life coach, master hypnotherapist, and keynote speaker. Fancy. And I've been working in the personal development space since the mid-2000s. Vintage. Sometimes I'll be sounding off solo, and other times you'll hear amazing convos with super smart folks offering you tangible, easy to implement tools so that you can power Powerfully start telling the bold faced truth.
1: Yes.
0: Hey, hey, everyone. Time for another tool episode on the show. I am really excited to share a brand new modality that I've been introduced to that really has only been around since the 80s. So it's a relatively new concept. It's called Psych K. And I am going to share with you an interview with a psych K facilitator named Laura Givanter, who I've been kind of peripherally associated with in the coaching space for, gosh, well over a decade. We kind of have known some of the same folks, but we've never actually gotten to connect. So I saw that she has been trained in this very specific modality. And there are a lot of similarities between the psych K-modality and hypnosis, which you'll hear we talk about pretty extensively in the interview. But before we jump in, let me give you a little bit of a background on Laura and why the hell you should listen to her because she is kind of a badass. So she is a Psych K facilitator, as I mentioned, an intuitive coach, which her intuition is off the charts, y'all. We're going to be discussing that as well. She's a group workshop leader and retreat host. She has a psychology degree from the University of Massachusetts and a life coaching certification from IPEC in New York City. She has also completed basic advanced and health and wellness Psych K trainings. And she does spell it out for us later, but Psych psych K is spelled P-S-Y-C-H, like psych dash the letter K. So as a former self-proclaimed self-help junkie, she would devour the latest book, sound familiar, as it held all of the answers to a successful happy life and found her way into studying brain science, quantum physics, law of attraction, and how to use energy to transform and manifest, which led her to interviewing actually Bruce Lipton on her podcast many moons ago, and he referenced site K as an effective modality, and she jumped in feet first. The foundation of her work is to help increase your level of consciousness, transform limiting beliefs, hello, that's what we talk about all the time, and change the perceptions of past trauma and stress triggers so you clear out the blocks that are in your way. I think this is going to be fantastic for all of you. So keep an open mind as you are introduced to this new concept. And I will offer just, uh, I guess it would be kind of like a light trigger warning for anybody who is working through relationship with your body or uh, working through anti-diet culture stuff or intuitive eating. She does use a An example that's related to weight loss. So I just thought I would throw that out there because I don't think that it needs to be assumed that we all want to work towards losing weight. I think take up all the fucking space you want, my friend. Uh, But thought that warranted just a little message at the top. And otherwise, I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy our conversation. So here it is Hey, Laura, thanks for coming on the show. I'm so excited to connect with you today. So excited to be here, Amy. Thank you for inviting me. So we, we've we kind of danced around some of the same coaching circles over the last decade or so, and we haven't really had a chance to actually connect. And I saw that you are doing a very specific modality, and I thought, oh my gosh, I have got to grill her on this because... Mm. It sounds like a cousin perhaps to hypnosis. So you do a specialized type of work called psych K, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what what is that? And what what does the K stand for? <laughs> well, well, I have to let me specify and, and spell it out
1: because people hear it and they think psychic. Oh, you're psychic. I'm like, no, oh. I'm intuitive, but I'm not psychic. It's P-S-Y-C-H-K. So psych, like psyche, and K, and it actually stands for key to sustainable change in the psyche. K is the key. The
0: key.
1: Got it. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And what it is, it's a modality that you can use to actually communicate directly with the subconscious mind and also make changes, change in perception, change in beliefs. So it's a kind of a two-way street. You can find out what's been programmed. And before everyone gets freaks out, we've all been programmed. Right, right. <laughs> since birth to about seven years old, we've all been programmed. And we can find out actually what's been programmed, and we can also make any changes to that. So any area in our life that we're not happy with, we can actually uh, modify it.
0: So so this is fascinating to me because when when I studied hypnosis a few years ago, the the specific school that I went to, Talked a lot about hypnotic modalities, and they kind of classified any sort of modality that helps you change your belief system Mm -hmm. is actually a hypnotic modality. So, everything from coaching to religion that changes beliefs, like, and so the idea was anything that actually can change a belief system would fall under that. Now that's just semantics and something that right. a specific educational you know institution is kind of categorizing things, but I'm curious because I know that you do um and we we do this in hypnosis a lot too, but where we're communicating back and forth with the person. So we're not just doing the talking. I'll a lot of times have the other person engage with me but in sort of a uh, a hypnotic trance or just a, a theta brainwave state essentially. So I'm curious because I know there's a lot of communication. Y'all call it call it facilitation because you're mm-hmm. kind of a guide. So tell me a little bit about what it actually looks like.
1: I mean, that's such a perfect question. And I can tell you the couple of distinctions that Psyche makes
0: okay, from yes. other
1: modalities, even from hypnosis.
0: Yes. Perfect.
1: So a couple of things that they say is we are a facilitator's meaning i am facilitating a session with you i'm not doing anything to you so they call it a do with process versus a do to and it's my understanding and correct me if i'm wrong that hypnosis would be seen as more of a do to process you're getting someone in this state you know depending on what you agree on they're making certain changes with psyche it's i'm facilitating i am holding this space but I'm not doing anything to you. It's not my agenda. I'm not telling you what you need to do. Mm -hmm. It's it's this um, synergistic kind of um, environment where yes, I am asking you questions. And when we figure out what it is, whether it's a stress trigger, whether it's past trauma in your life that you wanna change the perception of, or it's a limiting belief, everything we do, we're muscle testing, with you actually your super conscious, which is, mm-hmm. which is also one of the differences with, with Psyche is it engages the super conscious, which is basically just your higher self. Right. Some people want to call it spirit. You know, you can, there's a lot of things you can sure. call it. It's really your higher self. We don't make any change unless we get permission from your higher self that it's safe and appropriate to make this change. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. we'll think, oh, if I just make this one change in my life, I am set. And the truth is, is that you may need to experience something or you may be getting something from this, or this may be preventing something else from happening. So by checking in with the subconscious and saying, cool, go ahead, do it, then we go and make the change. Um, It's interesting though, I've never really heard that statement about any change modality being in the hypnotic state, it's very interesting.
0: Well, you know, when we, when you really distill down what hypnosis actually is, and this will completely vary depending on who you talk to, but the school of thought that I studied under was that it's just simply a slowing down of the brainwave state that we Mm -hmm. all, you know, and Bruce Lipton, who I know you're a huge fan of talks about it as well, that we kind of naturally go into a theta brainwave state as we awake each day. And as we go to sleep each day. And so I I would also argue that hypnosis is facilitating somebody into that state um, Mm -hmm. without falling, actually falling asleep. So very much just a natural state. But as far as the doing to versus doing with, I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest distinctions between listening to a hypnotic app Mm -hmm. or, you know, like a guided meditation that's a doing to for sure. But I can't really do anything with any, anyone, unless I know what their goals are, what they're looking for and to actually communicate with the subconscious, which, which I know you do through muscle testing. So talk to me a little bit about that people who have never heard of it, or maybe heard of it just with a naturopathic doctor, or how do you use it? With like so K.
1: muscle test, the, the way muscle testing works is that it's the same part of bra- the brain that controls all the other functions in your body that's keeping you alive, okay? So it's, it's the subconscious part that controls the muscles. So if we are asking it a statement, okay, we're asking the subconscious a statement that you would like to be true for you. I am a multi-gazillionaire, okay? Uh-huh. We're going to go and we're going to muscle test that. If your subconscious doesn't believe that to be true for you, it's going to cause stress in the body and the muscles will go weak. Got it. Same thing with if there is a stress trigger and a stress trigger is just something, an experience, an event, something you witnessed at a certain time in your life that it got locked into one hemisphere of the brain, which means whatever part of the, whichever hemisphere was dominant at that time, it got locked in, which means you don't have the processing capabilities of both because different parts of the brain have different functions, gets locked in. So every single time you either see that, you, you think about it, you visualize it, your body is gonna react as if it's happening in the present tense. So someone can have this distress every time they see this thing, they're like, I don't know why this is happening to me. We can actually change the perception of that event. So we're removing, in a sense, mm-hmm. the emotional component and now it just becomes an event that happened in your past. And there's no trigger. That's really, in my opinion, the magic of this work. And yes. the beautiful thing about Psyche is that once you learn the training, you can actually do it with yourself. So I can actually speak from personal experience from certain thoughts that used to trigger, you know, the pit in your stomach, <laughs> or or just that, like, all of a sudden, you're thinking about something, and there's no reaction. And it's just like, Wow, I don't care anymore. And then you're like, who am I? <laughs> you know, this is yes, this used to freak me out. And it does it. That that's the way it works. You can get so much information when you are asking the subconscious something specifically, and then you muscle test and see how the body reacts to it.
0: It's so fascinating to me how it, so much of how we operate in the world is powered by our subconscious from, you know, just our bodily responses like you're talking about. And we've talked about that a lot on the show that, you know, kind of depending on who you talk to, it's, you know, roughly 90% of the mind's power is the subconscious faculty of the mind. Yeah. And so that means 10% is trying to do all the work, trying to say like, yes, I'm a millionaire or yes, I believe in myself or anything's possible. And then we wonder why the fuck we don't believe that. And it's like, well, because there's a different story, a different narrative that's happening that's embedded in that subconscious. So I'm curious because we talk, I'm also certified in handwriting analysis, which has a lot to do with the ideomotor response, which is kind of what you're talking about, which is the way in which the subconscious communicates through the body. Uh, we've talked about it on the show too, like how that's how Ouija boards work. Like consciously, you don't think you're doing anything, but subconsciously there's the ideomotor response communicating what the body has to say. So I've used with students and clients before, because I'm always virtual and this, I really want to hear from you about because I'm virtual. I've taught them how to tap into the subconscious using the pendulum. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever worked? Uh, yeah, with that? I, actually, I have a I have a
1: 24 karat gold plated pendulum because I had to get the most beautiful one. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did well, pendulum work. Um I know handwriting analysis. Yeah, I'm right there with you on all this stuff. So keep
0: going. I love I it. Just, I love it. So one of the reasons why and it is so it, what I'm referring to if anybody's been to like a a baby shower, or something where you hold a pendant or a necklace over, you know, the person's belly and you say, okay, show me girl, show me boy. Is this a girl? Is you know, but really all of that is, is whoever's holding it, their subconscious is communicating through the physical body. So I've encouraged people to use that to tap in and figure out where my subconscious is, but I never thought that it would be possible to do muscle testing mm-hmm. virtually. Mm-hmm. So how the hell does that work? That's the million dollar question. I (laughs) love it.
1: It's called surrogation. Ooh. And this is the the more advanced work with psyche. So people just doing the basic training. You're not going to learn this (laughs) because there's a lot you need to do before. When you get to the more advanced, that's when you learn how to do surrogation. This is where we get a little woo woo, but you know what? I think your audience can handle it. We'll take Um, it. So (laughs) imagine, okay. So people may know about the field okay the field yeah. is everything that is between us okay everything that's kind of in the air there is there's is information okay mm-hmm. think about electricity think about all the unseen things out there that we don't know how it works but somehow it's working just like you were saying the pendulum moving i mean that's all the field there's information in the field psyche has a field there's, and, and what they tell us, and, it, and I know it's going to sound a little weird, but when you're in it and you're working with it, you believe it. Okay. There is certain psyche protocols that when you do this training, they kind of get downloaded into you. And the really interesting thing about it, which is why I know to an extent it's true is that even if you make a mistake, and what I mean by mistake is, you know, you forget one step and you still have the outcome. It knows the protocol. And there are, other, there are other examples of where um, we're asking, without specific uh, statements, we're asking a number and yet it knows what we're asking. So there is a field, there's a psychic field. When I do a protocol with somebody remotely, I ask, is it safe and appropriate for me to be the surrogate for Amy? It is safe and appropriate for Amy to have me be the surrogate. We muscle test it. If we get yes, great. Then I muscle test. My name is Laura. It will test weak. My name is Amy. It will test strong. I'm now connected with your energy field. That's all it is. It's, it's just like, I know it's all it is. It's a lot for people to take in, but <laughs> think about people that do
0: distance Reiki. It's the same That's right. thing. Same thing. That's right. Well, you know, when, I, when I've talked to people who do EFT or I'm certified in EFT as well, it's when we just talk about, the energy meridians in the body, right? Mm-hmm. And we think of like oh, if we're talking about that from a spiritual sense, oh shit, that's super woo-woo. But what do you think EKGs are? What do yeah. you think I mean, EEGs are, right? They're a me- measure of the energy that me- currents. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think it's a matter of like sort of shifting where we apply science because I know a lot of this is this is rooted in a scientific method. Yes,
1: completely. Completely backed by science
0: and we think like oh gosh that's got to be so woo woo yet we just feel pain and we pop some Advil we don't know how that fucking works either right yeah, so exactly
1: exactly <laughs> and you know and and i've had a client that you know you may you may tell them about it and then they experience it because what's so let me tell you a little bit about the process so you understand Yes, please people probably like you know what the hell? Now the reason why you can't go learn this via YouTube, I'm going to say, because people ask this all the time, and there's a lot of negativity. Like, oh, it's this. It's a. Fr-. Here's the reason. It's experiential. You cannot. It's like learning how to be a yoga teacher on online, with ever without ever being in a yoga class, with getting adjustments and experiencing it for yourself. It's the same thing. You need to be able to work with in a workshop, this class, with understanding what the muscle testing feels like, what it feels like to muscle test somebody else, when it would have instructor comes over, like, it has to be experiential. That's the only reason why they don't have this as an online option. And, mm-hmm. and it makes sense when you do the training, you understand it. But what the protocols are is that there's a there's a set, maybe it's like seven different steps that you do. And basically, what you're doing is you're going into a whole brain state, What that, all that is, is that both hemispheres of the brain are in sync, which means they're communicating to each other, which means it's less resistance to taking in new information. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you're in this state and you're putting in new information, just like a computer, view the subconscious like a computer. That's what it is. Information in, save, it's in, it's programmed. You can delete things. It's gone. That's what it is. And it's always in the present. It's always operating in the present tense. So for example, what, let's do one for um, a belief, a limiting belief. You, okay. say, you say to me, Laura, um, I really want to lose weight. And you know what? I'm just having a really hard time. I really want to do this time. but I'm having a really hard time. And we'll be like, OK, well, what, you know, what would you like? And I'd love for it to be easy for me to lose weight. Love for it to be easy OK, great. Let's test that statement. So after we do the initial, well, if it's a um, remote session, getting the protocol, I'll say, okay, your statement is, it is easy. You're saying that you would like your your belief to be, it is easy for me to lose weight. I said, okay, Amy, say it. It is easy for me to lose weight. I muscle test. It tests weak. Your subconscious does not believe that to be true for you. Great. Okay. It is safe and appropriate to balance for this goal now. We're asking, is it safe and appropriate? Then we muscle test strong yes it is great the best balance for this goal and we start with there's a couple of different balances it's the new direction balance great It tests strong great we can do if it says no we say then maybe it wants this one maybe the commu- the subconscious is going to tell us exactly the route to take then we get to um uh it is safe and appropriate okay the best balance of this goal okay great now what we do is we get we test its preference for the whole brain state. And this, I will have a client do with me as I'm doing it, which is why Zoom is great. So one of the, you're crossing the ankles, we, which mm-hmm. doesn't want the right ankle on top, left ankle on top, we muscle test. Then we do the arms, right, left, mm-hmm. and then with this, okay. So when you're in this state, anytime you cross the meridian front meridian line of the body, you are, uh, you're in the whole brain. You're in this like, okay, now I can have new information. So the person sitting in this state, which is a very peaceful, comfortable state to be in. While they're sitting there in this whole brain, they're going to close their eyes and they're going to repeat over and over again and try to embody it as much as you can. It is easy for me to lose weight. Easy. They're saying it silently until there is some sort of shift. Now, with, when it's a new client who may not be familiar with this, I will usually tell them when the shift because I don't want people stressing out. What does she mean? I don't know, I, I don't feel any, sh- like it's just too much noise. Now, mm-hmm. because I'm surrogating, I'm muscle testing for them, I can tell. I usually, I'm very kinesthetic. I'll usually get, feel some energy, move up my back. And I know something's moving around. Um, if it's someone i work worked with before, I said, okay, tell me when you feel a shift. It could be, again, a physical sensation. It could be a feeling of <sighs> relief. It could just be neutrality. It could be a word that says you're done. We lock it in, which is another thing. Feet flat on the floor. We do this mudra. This is locking it in. This is like hitting the save button in a computer. Got then it. Post-test. Okay. This process is complete. We protest. If it's pro- protest, <laughs> we, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> test and post-test is what I meant to say. And then I would say, okay, Amy, now you're going to say it is easy for me to lose weight. <gasps> Look at that. It's strong. It's strong. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious now saying, got it. Got that belief. You got Mm -hmm. a new belief now in your subconscious. And then what we would do after, I mean, that's how quick it is. It literally can be 10 minutes or less. Afterwards, what we would do is you would commit to an action. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to go back a step. Then what we do is we celebrate. We take hands, whatever, da-da-da-da. The reason why we do that, and people think it's so silly, like why is she clapping? Why is she doing that? We want to let the subconscious know that the change we just made is a positive one. Right, right. So important, so important. I mean, I now see that the subconscious is like—it's like my best friend. You know, Freud created this whole thing. Is don't go there. It's dark. It's scary. It's like it could be your best friend if you know how to work with it. That's right. So then the action you would you say I'm saying like okay, Amy, what action would you like to take now that's going to help you? You know, on this lose weight. And you can just say, um, okay, tomorrow I'm going to um. Just, you know, maybe stop eating before I'm full, whatever, you know, making it up. Okay, great. Yeah. You're committing to an action. This now brings your subcon your conscious mind on board with what's just now been programmed into your subconscious. And it also is how
0: are you gonna know anything's changed if you don't do anything? <laughs> right. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is so fascinating. So at the very, very beginning of this step-by-step process do you do something with them to get them into more of a trance like state or to be able, is it all, do you consider it all conscious? No, it's the opposite.
1: It's all subconscious. The only conscious thing is them repeating this, which is being now rewritten in the the whole brain. Okay. When they're sitting in the whole brain, that's your, that's the equivalent of you putting, putting people, you know, getting them, whatever, assisting them in the hypnotic state that's what they're doing They're in their whole brain. They're so receptive. I mean, it's kind of like in a sense, a shortcut version to getting into theta, because we know the theta okay. is when you're in this meditative, you're open, you're receptive when you're sitting in whole brain, it's comparable to that. And that's why Got they it. use it as a stress. If people are stressed out, Oh, go in whole brain, go sit in whole brain, calms the body down. You have the, when you Go have ahead. the processing capabilities of your both hemispheres of the brain, it's it's just, you're in a very calm state. There's not this like, you know, oh, I, I'm reactive.
0: Right, right. Wait, so that's, this is so, so cool to talk to you about because I always talk about, so you are going into theta. That makes a lot of sense because I've always operated under, the belief that once you are in a theta brainwave state, the critical factor of the mind, which is usually kicking back against new beliefs, also, you know, the inner critic essentially goes to sleep or is more dormant when you're in that theta wave. So, which is also the equivalent of hypnosis. So then when you're in that place, in it's so much easier to embed new beliefs it's like this direct portal into the subconscious so yeah. it sounds like it's kind of a a cousin or you know a supercharged person in a, more in a short period of time what's a typical session time frame wise
1: well the sessions are an hour that i do and okay. so what happens is, is that somebody receives a pre-session form to help them get clear on what they want to work on. So I send them the form before, because otherwise we're going to spend the first 30 minutes just talking about what's going on in their lives. Of course. Oh, okay. And what do you want to work on? And what are your, ch- da, 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 da. so before the session, I can already see, which very interesting is that I can go through and I can collect, connect dots. And I can say, oh, this is interesting. This word, self worth, keeps coming up in different areas. Let's okay. Let's ask her about this. So when I come in to start a new session, you know, and I kind of look at what's going on, or I'll say, tell me more about this. Because I ask, have mm-hmm. you had trauma early in your life? Have you had what? Okay, my mother, you know, locked me in the closet. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about that. We're not going into psychotherapy. We're not doing any right. deep dive into your childhood, but what's, you know, just, just tell me what, what's going on, like whatever. And of course, of course, if there is early trauma, it's going to be playing out in your adult life. If you haven't done, like, it's just the way it is, of course, it's just the way it is. So then we get clear on what the focus is and someone may have more than one focus, you know, which I usually don't like to do in a session. It's like, let's just focus on one and cover all the supporting beliefs. Let's, let's like really like make sure we're covering this. Um, So once we focus on what the session is, I first start with, I see if there's any stress triggers. So these are the two main times Psyche is used. There's tons more. Just to make this clarification, there are such levels of depth you can do this work. My favorite part, to be honest with you, is the health and wellness. So if someone has chronic health issues, we can find out the source of the issue, when it started. Mm. We can help the body heal by changing the perception of the illness. Someone has allergies, most allergies, and most people don't know this. I didn't know this until I took this training. Most allergies are are caused by a person, a place, or a situation. So if Mm, you can find out what was going on in your life when this allergy started, look at that. We can change the perception. Many times, allergies go away. So the health and wellness, I can also talk to, I can surrogate for body parts, organs what's going yep. on, like mind blowing stuff. We can get messages from the body. Yes. What's going on with these chronic headaches? Hel- and then we can we can do a the protocol, headaches go away. Now granted, I'm making a disclaimer that there this is not instead of medical health, there is nothing guaranteed, but I'm telling you, I've had results with clients that would just blow your mind. One session, someone's back, back pain that they've had forever because the mother kept telling them this, we clear that up, back pain goes away. Yep. So that is, that's the, the, the depth that you can do with this work. In terms of the sessions that I do with most people, it's either stress triggers or limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then when we sit down, I first see if there is any stress around a, a specific area, even if it's something not necessarily tied to the past, but something that somebody wants to do either currently or in the future. I wanna start a new business. You know what? I feel like I'm, I had a client recently, felt like an imposter. Who are you yeah. to be doing this? I, you know, all these things. Okay, when you think about having your own business, is there any stress in the body? Let's test it. Ah, oh, there's stress. Look at that. It's testing week. We can now transform the stress. We go into a whole brain. I have them think about them starting the new business and the stress and blah, 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 until it slowly dissipates. Now we post-test now the idea no longer triggers the stressful response in the body. Okay. That's one thing. Then we go to the next, like, okay, we'll use the business. We'll go with the business example. Um, someone wants to create a new business. Okay. What are your beliefs about your ability to do this? Or how, you know, what would you like? Oh, it's easy for me to attract new cluck, blah, 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 Again, we'll come up with, depending on the, 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 the time, you know, it could be, three balances in a session. Sometimes it can be five. It really depends on, you know, how much interaction there is in between. We come up with the goal statements. That's what the beliefs, they're, they're called goal statements. Test them, know. balance for them, boom. You know, you can, you can leave a ses- session and have, you know, four or five new mm-hmm. in your subconscious. Now, what's interesting about it is that then there's the integration process. Sometimes it can be immediate. Sometimes you can uh, do a balance and it's gone instantly. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I feel fantastic, and I felt fantastic ever since. Other times it may take days. It may take mm-hmm. weeks. It's just how it integrates, and if there's other supporting beliefs that need to actually, you know, you can realize afterwards. You know what? This little thing is creeping up. Okay, great. Let's balance for that. So every, every person is, is individual.
0: It's uh, so have you ever stumbled upon somebody who is coming to you for a physical ailment, Uh something that they want to heal or change? Have you ever seen it not be rooted in some sort of an emotional trauma? Or is there always a direct correlation to something they haven't worked out emotionally?
1: Always emotional. Right. Everything. It's your body. It's your body speaking to you, and it's going to get louder and louder if you keep ignoring it. Like if you keep shutting it down, or you keep mm. taking things to mask it, it's going to get louder and louder until you have a full blown illness.
0: I I completely agree. I it, it's really fascinating to me. My one of my dear colleagues works in an oncology ward as a hypnotherapist, and she has said, you know, kind of like clockwork when I talk to the people who are now have a cancer diagnosis, almost always about a year prior to their diagnosis, there was some mm. catastrophic traumatic event emotionally that they had not processed. And I, when she shared that with me, I went, wow, Holy shit. It's, it's crazy how much that's all tethered. What I've found, and I'm super curious if this changes the amount of time you work with somebody. I have found that if I can find that root issue right off the bat, Mm -hmm. I can, I, we can shift it
1: immediately.
0: So for example, I worked with a gal who when, when she originally came to me, we were working on, uh, she wanted to get up earlier and be really productive with her workouts, right. And Mm -hmm. be more active. So as we start getting involved and start talking about it, come to find out she has a horrible sleep pattern. So the reason why she's not actually waking up is because she's not getting really thorough sleep. And I know you have some sleep stuff that's been remedied too. I'd love for you to share. So once we found out that this had stemmed from when she was about eight years old Mm -hmm. and her father had left in the middle of the night because their, her parents were separating, and she had an amazing relationship with her father. But he basically um, woke her up in the middle of the night to say, "Hey, I'm leaving. We're you know nothing. We're going to be fine. It's going to be okay." So it wasn't necessarily this horribly traumatic event because she had a fantastic relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So it didn't clue her in that, like, oh, maybe maybe on a subconscious level, I'm afraid of missing something every time I go to sleep. Mm. Like what if I'm missing somebody I love? We targeted that in a hypnosis session, boom, done. No more sleep issues. Like, so it's it. So I can see how though, had we not gotten to that root issue of when it would have started or come to pass that we could have danced around, you know, well, let's, let's program for uh, sleep hygiene, you know, turning off your lights at a specific time. Like all of that stuff is great, but that's not necessarily getting to the root. So I'm curious if that's the primary focus is let's go to the origin of this. That's kind of what I'm hearing from you. I don't know if that's the case, but let's get as close to like, when did this happen? When did this belief become or was formed? And let's Get rid of all of those associations. Yeah.
1: I mean, yes, to a point, but it's also and on the other side, it almost doesn't matter. As long as today you are currently reacting to this, then we can just transform it now. And we don't have to know when it comes to medical things. Yes. You you really need to go back to what was going on at that time. And I was just thinking while you were talking, I, I thought of something and I can't remember if it was Bruce Lipton or Joe Dispenza, who said, words of the language of the mind, emotions of the language of the body and which fits so perfect with what you just said, because the body speaks in emotions, right? So if we don't, if we don't express them or something happens, they get trapped, it gets trapped in the body. I mean, anyone that knows anything about, um, the body and, and movement and just trapped emotions, trapped energy Things aren't going to flow. I mean, think of feng shui, think of something externally. Okay. Think about when you have like a space that's very chaotic and how you feel in it. Imagine that inside your body with stuck, with stuck emotions. It's the same thing. And, and eventually it's going to manifest, it's going to manifest into an illness. So, um, yeah, we, we tend to want to go to what was going on in your life when this happened. That's why finding out if there was any early childhood trauma or abuse or just something that's going to be, and plus, on top of it, and I'm sure I I could just tell, I'm sure you are as well. I'm very intuitive. So Mm -hmm. I can be reading something, especially in a session. It's like I get plugged in and it's just like, I get like, oh, ask her this, ask her this, ask her this. And I'll be like, okay, this is just, this just came up for me, especially if I'm Mm -hmm. surrogating with someone, because then I'm really in their energy field. And I'll just say, Okay, this just came to me, may or may not resonate. And yeah, okay, yeah, 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 That's it. You know, so many times it's exactly what they need to hear, or the exact word that's going to get them to that place. So it's it's such a, a co-creation, really, in a mm-hmm. session. And I'm sure it, it's very similar with the way you work.
0: Yeah, it's it it's interesting to hear you say that because I I've always kind of felt like I'm not that intuitive, but I actually am. I think I, maybe I uh, thought that it had to look a specific way, Mm. but the more I've learned also about like Claire cognizance, Claire sentience, you know, all of the different Claire's I'm like, it sounds like that, that might be the piece of intuition for me, because there are times when I feel like I just know something. Yep, And I I think you've, you've talked about, which is, you know, claircognizance where I'm like, I don't know why I know this, but this is just what's, what's coming up for me. Uh, But wow, that's fascinating. So what, how did you even land in this orbit? Like, how did you even discover this?
1: So very interesting. Um, Well, I've been, I've been cognizant. I mean, since I'm like 10 years old, I knew things that was like, I know that I don't know how I know, it, but I know it. You know? So, but right. I didn't do anything with it. And, you know, my whole life, it was just I was someone that was able to get to the root of things had this clarity about things like, um, in a way that other people didn't, you know, people used to tell me, Oh, you should be a therapist. I don't want to be a therapist. You should be a therapist. I don't want to be a therapist. So you'll be a therapist. <laughs> I don't want to be a therapist. But when, um, Oh my God, let's say when I was living in California, I started hearing about life coaching and it just like, so resonated with me. I'm like, Oh, that's it. That's it. I started looking into it. Um, I did my coach training when I moved back to New York though, and i said oh my god this is it this is it i found my thing i found what i'm supposed to be doing you know so i thought (laughs) um and then i specialized in law of attraction coaching because i was always always interested in in energy work always interested in quantum physics and that like to Mm -hmm. me like that was like you know, that was it. That was, and, and, and working with the, with, with the soul and working with, you know, the spiritual, more spiritual aspects. And I did that for, for a number of years and loved it. And it w- was very effective with that. And then I just, I was like, you know what, it's not enough. I want a modality mm-hmm. that's not relying so much on the client. Like, okay. And this is what you're going to, you know, you're going to do your affirmation. You're going to do your visualization, which is great. And it's very effective. I'm not knocking it, but I wanted, I wanted more. I had actually heard about Psyche, and it's not new by the way, it's been around since 1986. It's just that it's not mainstream because it's, sure. I don't think it was its time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was one guy, you know, Rob Williams, who was the founder um, mm-hmm. in the beginning who was teaching it. So it's been like a very kind of small sort of word of mouth although Bruce Lipton definitely put it on the map because he's very close with the founder, Rob Williams, and he talks about it changing his life. And cool. that is actually how I finally did this Psyche training, is that even though I heard about it and I was just like, oh, you know, I don't know, whatever, it's just another thing. Um, I did interview Bruce Lipton in on my podcast and when you talked about it and I, and I said, wait a minute, like this doesn't make any sense. You have so much respect for one of the most brilliant minds in science, beliefs, biology, he was talking about this work and why aren't you, why aren't you doing it? Aren't you just curious? Yeah. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go do it. I had no idea what to expect. Um, very first day of the basic training, it was like, Oh my God, found my thing, <laughs> found my people <laughs> found, and that was it. And I knew once I did the basic training that I was going, I was going for the long haul. I, so I did the, you know, the advanced, I did the health and wellness um, I just said, I, I want it all, I want this. It's so resonated with me on every level. And it kind of was the culmination of everything that I've been studying. You know, I'm one of these the, those that reads, I read books on this stuff for pleasure. <laughs> As a lot right. of us do, we're all these like geeks who actually love reading this stuff. And I'm like, this is everything that I've studied and heard about and been curious about. And now I get to share this with other people, which I think is such a gift.
0: Clearly, I clearly see your, your passion and it's, it's such a great feeling when you feel like, ah, this is it. I'm home. This is what I've been, you know, kind of looking for. So there's one thing that I, I want to talk about that. I'm curious what your perspective is on it, that, and I feel personally compelled being in the personal development space and being a white woman uh, that I think it can get really, it can border on, in some realms, can border on toxic positivity or spiritual bypassing when we say, like, oh, you've created all of this, right? Like, you've manifested disease in your body and you've created, you know, these issues and these ailments, where it then becomes a, a blaming of the person, like you're broken. And I find that, that it's kind of um, it's a sticky terrain. And the only way I can kind of resolve it in my head is there, we need to also function at, at a societal level, the same way we function on an individual level that for example, if somebody is born into poverty or born into uh, a marginalized community where they're not given as many opportunities or things from a societal standpoint, that those are a problem as well. Like that, that, that is something that we need to, to talk about and to discuss and not just say, oh, everyone has the same opportunities. Everybody can do this. Not everybody has that social uh, privilege to be working through some of this stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious what, what your perspective is on that. And, um, cause I, I know I've heard you talk about we're not broken and that's yes. one of the biggest problems. You know, that's what I talk about all the time is there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you're attached to a belief you don't want to have anymore. So let's change that. So just curious if you have any thoughts on that.
1: That's a really, really interesting question. And yes, it, one of the the things that that I do say and and really believe is that we're not broken and we're not, we're also not a victim of our circumstances. And yeah, it it is like a slippery slope when people say, oh, you've created all this. There's some truth to that, but that, you know, and there are those like, it's such a wide range of people that have perspectives on this. And there are some, I don't really know how I feel about this, but there's some say that there are soul contracts that you knew exactly what you were being born into. And this is like, I don't know. We're not gonna know, we're not gonna go there, but there are those that say that. This is what you chose to experience, (laughs) okay. And uh, and, it may be getting maybe too religious for someone. So we're gonna gonna leave that aside. Um, I do believe that anything can be overcome if there is the will and the desire and you're saying yeah. yes there are people that are born into circum- certain circumstances and yes it was it's it's an experience but if there is the strong enough desire to make changes in their life yes it's not going to be easy it's not to say like oh all of a sudden you know you can you can shift everything and and Yes, there are people that are born into privilege. There are people that are born into to very difficult situations, but if there is a a if the desire has to be there and it has to come from inside, it can't be oh I'm going to change this for you. I'm going to do this because society thinks I need to. If there is a a real inner desire to make changes in your life, then I believe you can. You you need to have the right tools. You need to have you know the right sure. support. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a tricky situation. I mean, you know, especially in the whole law of attraction thing, which is, oh, you attract everything into your life. And what I've heard people that I really respect, such as Joe Dispenza and all these other the, the people that have really, really devoted their lives to studying this is that you're, you, you're almost, you're not to blame because you, you didn't know better. When I mean no, I mean consciously no. Okay, Mm -hmm. so most people go through lives living by default, as as opposed to deliberately creating, right? So they don't know that what they're constantly, they think worry is a good thing. If I'm worrying about you, it means I care. No, it's not. It's a low vibration. It's not Mm -hmm. helping the other person, and it's not helping you. How about seeing this person as you'd like them to be? That's such a higher vibration. It's such a higher energy. Right. So- we don't know better. We don't know that we have toxic thoughts necessarily. We don't know that mm-hmm. what we speak out loud about other people or about ourselves, our body is taking that in. Every mm-hmm. time we say something negative about ourselves, our body is reacting like, oh, this is constraining. Right. The body, it's, when you understand that everything is energetic, when right. you have this awareness, your life can change. Yeah, of it course. Not, it may not be overnight, but you know that's the thing. We have to just become aware, and yeah, not everybody may have access to the education or the the, the yeah. support. They, but there are people that still overcome that. They still manage to, you know, make the, the shifts in their life.
0: Right, and I think I think our duty, kind of as a society, is to even out that playing field. Yes, and to not because I don't think it's helpful to people who are barely surviving or trying to overcome abuse or these egregious circumstances to just say, Oh, you did this, or you, you chose the, you know, I mean, I, I think that is extremely negligent and I it's agree. also, it it's also not putting the onus on the actual systems that have created those, that oppression and that it's, it's a both, right? Like, can't you have to attack it at the inner level? Of course, nobody else can control how you choose to change your beliefs. Of course, and at the same time, it's not fair and, and not conscionable for personal development people or anybody really to say, "Oh, you did this to yourself, or you chose this," or you know. I think that's the the slippery line is to say it's we have to attack it at, on both fronts, both as a society so that there's less barriers to entry and through the educational piece of what's within I agree
1: absolutely yeah and the educational system and societal is a big is a big part of this but i will say something as you were speaking that i thought of that it's a kind of a little bit of a twist to this so there's one thing to talk about blaming oh you did this is like in your past you know you did this and there's another thing to take responsibility and this is one thing that i that i that I've spoken about quite a bit, that when you can take responsibility to certain things, and just just go with me on this, for certain things that you've created or manifested in the past, you now have the power to change it. But if you don't take that responsibility, then people are like, well, how can I change this? Who am I to be able to change it? If you do understand that you are a super powerful being and there are certain things due to circumstances you may not have been aware of. So that kind of takes the blame off. You weren't aware that you were creating this situation. Take responsibility. Okay, I created this massive debt I have. I created this relationship, whatever it is. Now you can say, okay, now I have a responsibility and I have the power to make changes in my future. So it's, right. take, it's making it more empowering as opposed to saying, look, you did shitty yeah. things. You attracted, like, it's your fault. Get over it. And You know what I'm saying? It's just- Sure.
0: Well, and a lot of times, whatever those decisions are that we made, even if it was, I was a total bully in high mm-hmm. school or- um, or I was really malicious towards my ex-husband or something like that. Even though it's really shitty behavior, you're doing that because that's your best way of staying safe at the time. Yes. Right. So, I mean, now you are learning and growing and being presented with other ways of coping, other types of defense mechanisms, other ways of taking care of yourself that aren't as much of a detriment, but So, so I think a lot of times when I've said or talked about this in the past, with you were doing the best you could with what you had at the time, people go, No, I wasn't. I wasn't doing the best. I was specifically being mean. I was specifically being a bully. I specifically took that money or I did that drug or I did whatever. And I'm like, Yes, but that was your fucking best. That was all you knew. Yes. Yes. That was your best. Now you can look back and say, I wouldn't condone that. But yeah. Well, anyway, I digress. You. It
1: served you. It served you on some level at that time. It made you, I know it's going to sound really true. Right. It made you feel better by bullying somebody else. It made you feel empowered. It, know, there was a it's, payoff. Fucked up. it's fucked up, but you know what? That's, yeah. that's the truth. And if people realize that, then they're just, you know what? We're way too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're so hard on ourselves. And that's the thing. And if I could see someone just you know what, it's okay. Okay. Like you said, you did the best you could. Just like with our parents, my God, how many people just want to blame our parents forever. They screwed me up. They did this to me. It's like, you know what? They did the best they could with what Mm -hmm. they learned from their parents. It's like, just let it go. Just cut some slack and maybe forgive them. Forgive them. Oh, that's a big balance. I love doing with people when they can forgive my God. Does that free up so much energy?
0: It's yeah, for that we could go down a whole other portal with that because like, <laughs> I, com- I completely agree. But this has been fantastic, Laura. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Where can they get all the goods? Where do you hang out? Uh, Tell the well,
1: my website is just lauragavander.com. Which L A U R A G E V A N T E R. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, although I don't know why. Still am in these <laughs> days. Doesn't seem to be doing anything. Um, I'm about to soon relaunch my website. Um, cool. It's time. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, I need a facelift. I I am. Oh, I should just little mention. I am on this network. This newly launched network, which is really fabulous. It's called inNAra I N A U R A dot acom and I am one of their guides in the mental pathways it's very cool it's all about mental health and not mental health all different kinds of health physical health and wellness and holistic health and i'm actually teaching a course this thursday on how to create a vision board that activates your subconscious so that's really fun yeah so i do fun things like that also on the side
0: is that particular workshop will it then live on the website like if it'll, this live doesn't... In, in,
1: it'll live on in it will live on in and I may teach it. I may teach it on my own after that, you know, was part of okay. So, but um cool. yeah, people wanted to just check it out. Yeah, just kind of the things that I do, uh all relating to the subconscious. That's my that's
0: my friend. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Laura. It was so fantastic to connect with you. I am just grateful. I'm super grateful.
1: So grateful for this opportunity, Amy. It's been such a pleasure. So wonderful to meet you. And thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: So much good stuff in that conversation. I'm hoping that that was thrilling and rich learning for all of you out there who love to nerd out on all things subconscious and energy waves and brainwave science and all of that. And hopefully it brings a little levity to some of the things that we kind of associate with as being woo-woo. And for me personally, I can't buy into anything that's woo-woo unless I really understand the science behind it. And that was what really led me down the path of studying hypnosis and understanding how the subconscious and conscious work together and how that is totally rooted in science, and then I could get really behind it. So anyway, hope there was some tidbits here for you to extract. I'll be back right in your feed next week with a brand new episode. But before then, remember, you are enough. Your voice fucking matters. So go out there and speak your bold-faced truth.